welcome to episode number 42 of HearthCast.com, a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player, recorded for you on August 26, 2010, with your host, Root. And Freckleface. In this episode, we're going to talk about the meaning of WoW. Mm. We're going to get a little bit real this episode. Real, real. A little bit personal. And real. And real. We're also going to cover some listener emails. Got some great ones. We're going to do Root's Auction House Tip. Cast on cast action. Wow, chicka, wow, wow. And we're going to wrap it up with Freckleface's Adopt a Pet segment. We'd like to say hello to all of our guildmates over in Whisperwind. That'd be the people in the Titans, Warriors, Alf, and Rain. Something coming up there for that. Um, also, our great sponsors, Taverncraft, Swag Dog, Nebula over there on Beats 365. And, of course, we couldn't do this podcast without Nextelligence.com. Also, a couple extra special shout-outs. One's going to go out to... Beef Brunston, he's an 80 dwarf rogue on the Crush Ridge server. Got a funny story about him coming up. And also Tron 1976. Uh, I guess this came in Twitter? Yes, it was a mention. And he said he's been singing Squishy Lock for a week straight now. And That's awesome. Or scary. Yeah, a little both. <laughs> <laughs> Our website is over at www.hearthcast.com. While you're there, take our survey. Our email address, should you wish to contribute to the show, is contribute at hearthcast.com. You can call our Hearthcast hotline at 321-558-7637. Find our show over on iTunes, subscribe via FeedBurner from our page, or just grab our RSS feed, put it in your aggregator, and you can always follow us on Twitter. That'd be twitter.com, Hearthcast. Twitter. That's a new website. Twitter. Call someone a twit hard. That'd be funny. Oh, that'd be funny. So, freckle face. <laughs> we we haven't been around in a while. We haven't. I think I feel like we should address this since it's been a good month, four weeks or so since <laughs> we recorded. It has. So what's been going on? What's been going on with you? And then we'll go with, tell everybody what's going on with me. Well, with me, the only thing really significant that's happened was my brother came in for a visit. Yeah. From Iraq. Iraq. Yeah. Now, he's not in the military thing. He teaches English yep. at an American university. And your brother's one of the coolest people in the world. He is. He really is. He's two years older than me. Yeah. And we've always been very close. We've never fought or anything. Right. You know, we just get along like, you know, BFFs. Oh. But when he's gone over there, I hardly get to talk to him just because the internet cuts out all the time. Right. We'll be chatting on Facebook and it's like, hey, how are you doing? And then gone. He's like, oh. And then he's offline. He gets like one letter in. I'm... And he's gone. Yeah. It's kind of sad, but he was here for a good um, two or three weeks. Right. So I spent a lot of time with him. And if anybody needs like a mental image of what Freckleface's brother looks like, he's like the dude from that movie. That's not a very clear image. <laughs> <laughs> the Vote for Pedro movie. What was that? Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. He is a little bit like uh, Napoleon he Dynamite. a little bit like Napoleon. <laughs> he is Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. Maybe not the curly hair, but a bot. If he grew his hair out, then Bot would have, uh, you know, it'd be curly hair like Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, he would. Bah. He's <laughs> kind of a goofy looking guy. I'm gonna, next time I call him, I'll say, hey, Bah, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> but there is that. And I, last week we were, I think we were supposed to, but I had transportation issues. Yeah, your car had issues. And my car had issues, but it's fixed. And then we also had um, a workshop that came through town. We did. We had a convention. That was yeah. the first week. And then I was, we my it. wife and I uh, had to run the nursery for that. And I'm driving the biggest truck I've ever driven in my life. And I actually took out a, uh, what are those things? Um, 
the roundabouts on the middle of the road. You know, downtown in the historic district? Right. Yeah, I totally took one of those out. You did? I you didn't get, know Those that. big trucks don't know. <laughs> they, they don't go around those things, and they make an awful noise when you hit them, the concrete. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why, and then later on, I got stuck in the parking lot, and I had to get somebody else over to help me get that stupid truck out because someone parked sideways next to me, kind of not straight. I so, hate people do that. Yeah, so I got my buddy to come help me because I could, I mean, I was sweating. I could not, I was scared to death. And he got that thing closer than I got it. Literally, if the wind had shifted or, or someone, like, farted, then we would have hit that car. So, it was it was bad. And you've been real busy with work. And, oh, man. Uh, and your kids went back to school this week. The kids, well, yeah, the kid, well, that, you know, that's, that's okay. You had some the, prep for that. Yeah, because my wife's a school teacher, so the whole week right. leading up to this, going back to school week. And of course, they were in Arkansas and my wife was in Guatemala on a medical mission. So, but yeah, it's just so much going on. But it is great to be back. It is. And you know, last time we took such a long hiatus, it was, there was a lot of drama. Oh, drama. Drama. And this drama. time it wasn't drama. It was just, there were weeks that we could have done a podcast if we really wanted to, but it would have been stretching it, not really having good material. Yeah. And we just decided, you know what? It's just easier just, to put off yeah. until... So we have something good to share yeah, with people. Yeah, it has to be good. It has some time to put into it. Right. Right. All right. Now in game. Perhaps. Time out. Time out. Time what? Out. Hey, Freckleface. What's going on with you in the world of Warcraft? Now you can talk about it. Oh, okay. I got to say that. I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so I've still been playing a lot. So I've been mostly playing my Paladin. My Heladin. Your Heladin. Which one's that? Janiqua. I pronounce that differently. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I pronounce it differently. Wow. How do you pronounce it differently? Differently, yeah. Yeah, I know. I said a posse. Oh, don't bring that <laughs> up again. <laughs> so my paladin is level 64 now. Wow. Yeah. So I've been pr- almost solely doing the looking for dungeon. Right. Didn't you tell me that's how looking you're going to level that one, right? Right. And it's a lot easier. I mean, the queue times, even as a healer, have varied from being, you know, 20 minutes sometimes. Sometimes it's instant. It just depends. Mm. Um, but I went through the random burning crusade dungeons. Oh, at, at level burning. Yeah, because yeah. there's apparently there's different kinds. Yeah, I think like, you told me you were spent some like a really long time somewhere, and I'm like, why is she doing that? Because I was thinking you're on freckle face. Oh, right. Yeah. No, but I was um, I was wanting to get to the achievements for all of the classic dungeons. Oh. So, at one point I hit where I was eligible for the random burning crusade dungeons, and instead I went back and selected the ones that I wanted specifically to do. So, how, did that increase your, your queue time? It did, and I didn't get the little satchel at the end. Uh-huh. And also the difference between doing a Burning Crusade dungeon and doing a regular one, you How get much about time? twice as much XP. Well, they're longer. They're longer, but when you're leveling, that doesn't matter because okay. it's not about finishing. It's about the XP you get along the way. Now, did, were you, did you have any like heirloom items on you to increase your... your... Oh, yeah. I have heirloom chest, shoulders, and a weapon. Oh. And two trinkets, actually. Wow, you're like decked. Yeah, I'm decked. Dang. Do you know how much total percentage bonus you're getting for the XP? 20%. Wow, okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. I was thinking like 10, but that's only like... Well, the shoulders and the chest stack. Oh. Yeah, and those go with good bonus XP, and the other two just gives me good stats. Right, you know? and they level with you up. Yeah, level, and levels levels up. up with me. There we go, yeah. Yeah, so I got... I did things like a Lower Blackrock Spire, Stratholm, and uh, Sholomance, which I had never done before. Like at all. So that was really cool. And now that I'm in 64, I've also done very few of the Burning Crusade dungeons. Right. Because back in that day, I was in the Faces of Azeroth, which, like we've said before, 
doesn't do anything. Right, they didn't do anything. When we've tried to do dungeons, a lot of times it failed. Right. Had we leveled back then? Just a lot of grinding. A lot of grinding. Killed pigs over and over again. Yeah. I remember those days. You skinned raptors. And and I did a in. lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing wrong. That's a funny story. <laughs> um, okay, so that that's that's my paladin. Now, Farkleface... I decided, okay, I'm going to get her geared. And I had said that I wanted her to be geared for when the expansion comes out. Then I can go through the new material right. a little quicker. Right. So I got up to the point I did you know, randoms and VOA in the weekly until I got 5,000 gear score. Gotcha. And then I was like, you know what? I think I'm done for now. <laughs> because after that point, I guess you have to put in a lot of effort yeah. for one little piece. Or you can just do a, a the dragon kill point thing. GDKP? Yeah, but then you have to take the effort to find a group and... It just takes time. Exactly, it takes time. And it, it just hit the point where I was like, you know what? The rewards aren't worth it at the moment. Same thing with my mage. I really have only logged on her a few times in the past month. That would be uh, Vanilla? Vanilla. Yeah. Um, one time when I logged on, the guild called me over and said, hey, we're doing ICC 25, want to join us? I said, all right, sure, whatever, and we... They never ask me that anymore. You're never on anymore. Oh. oh. I thought it was because I failed at ICC, <laughs> they never asked me. Well, you're not in the guild anymore, so... That's true, I left. You left. <laughs> um, yeah. So we tried to down this one boss about four times, and wiped, and then I went to bed. Oh. And that was about it. Um, but one thing with Freckleface I forgot to mention is, I set up a subscription with a guy. This is his words for it. Okay. Now, there, there's an item called Elune Stones. Elune. Now, you use the item and you point it at the ground and it does this beam of light on the ground for and about a minute or so. And everybody dances. Yeah, a lot of people use it to dance. It's just a fun little item. doesn't really do anything. Occasionally, raids is useful. Somebody puts down a fish feast or something everybody can and use. And kind of highlight little, it. Right. Yeah, you know, they put a little beam of light on Where's the fish feast? Right there. Right. Thank N- you. <laughs> now You're the, welcome. The stones, you can either get them directly from... It's the world event in January... The Chinese New Year one? Oh. I'm going to say, okay, like I know what you're talking about. All right. Okay. The Lunar Festival. Oh. But you can also get an item that makes these. It takes a solid stone and converts it into an alune stone. Okay. But it can only do it once per day. It's got 24-hour cooldown. Where do you get this item from? I think you buy it with tokens at the uh. at the vendor and during this Lunar Festival. Okay, I got you. So, so if, you, if you don't have it now, you've missed the you window. Gotta, you yeah, have to wait till next till. year. So right, I had put it. up... They never sell, but for some reason I put... Like three up in the auction house at once for about five gold, and I noticed they were all bought. And then a few minutes later, I heard someone in trade chat asking for it. And, you know, I noticed that he is one that bought mine. Okay. So I said, hey, you know, what if I just COD one? And he goes, a subscription? Sure. <laughs> nice. So every day I log on and make my little stone, and I send it to him. For how much? For five gold. Plus shipping handling? No, no shipping Just handling. straight up five gold? Just five gold. All right. Um, and I could... I might be able to get more of it off the auction house, but I've had such but bad luck with it. it's a guarantee. It's a guarantee, and if you think about it, that means a stack of solid stone for me is 100 gold now. Ooh. Okay. So even if I go out and I'm buying them, it's still, you You're know, still making money a large or profit. Gold on it, right. Um, so that's about all that's going on with me. Cool. Anything going on with you? No. That you want to talk about? Um, I, I really don't want to talk about <laughs> it. Um, it. Yeah. Apparently, I, I played for, what, seven hours with you? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. You remember some of it. Bits and pieces. It's kind of it's kind of fuzzy. Mm. Mm. 
It was uh, Pinot Noir night. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. And um, that was a fun night for me. I'm sure it was. <laughs> Um, Wish I had a little tape recorder. No, no. Because <laughs> we were on bed. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we 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 run a, a relatively clean podcast. You wouldn't have been able to use any of that material. <laughs> so. That's true. But that was also the night when you qu- decided to quit Alpha yeah, and Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Um, what that was, and and and. and it, it's been okay. It's actually been kind of good. I'm, I'm now in uh, Root is now in uh, a guild called Rain over on Whisperwind, and I just got kind of got fed up with nobody being on our guild. It's like I want to do something and nobody's on, or you know, it's not on a night that I can do anything on you know with or with them. I mean, my schedule isn't isn't meshing, and so I I kind of said I, I guess it was in trade chat. You would know better than I. And I said, looking for a guild that does stuff. Yeah, that's exactly what she said. <laughs> because we were talking about it, you're like, our guild doesn't do stuff. I'm in a guild that does stuff. <laughs> and so I said, looking for a guild that does stuff. And, a, and a, a guy messaged me like pretty quickly. I said, hey, you know, we checked out your, your character and your gear score. And you're right along the line for where we are, you know, in, in what we're doing with our raids. And we raid on Friday nights at like, what, like 8 o'clock server time? I'm like no, it's earlier than earlier that. Earlier than that, like six thirty our time. <laughs> but still, it was right. good. Right, because that's the problem with that. Alf Guild is they raid at nine thirty our time, and then they go until midnight One, or later. Two, yeah, it was like two o'clock when I got yeah. done with ICC. It's, it's late for me. Yeah, I like to go to bed early. Plus, I'm old. I can't stay up that late. I got to retire soon. But <laughs> anyhow, so now I'm in I'm I'm in this rain guild, and so far, like we had, we haven't done any anything, like. We tried a couple times to do some stuff, but it just didn't materialize. But we have done stuff. Like, we've helped out some lobbies, or we've done... Uh, we went on um, a... Uh, uh, it's one of the... It's one of the... Um, uh, Burning Crusade uh, dungeons. And you get a mount that drops in there. Because the thing about that, that mount is it's one of those percentage bonus mount run fast things. And it's going to scale when Cataclysm hits. Oh, nice. So people should go back and get those. See, there's a little cataclysm hint. I see. Yeah. I told you we had a funny story about beef brunston. Is that a dish? I don't know what it is. Sounds like a dish. You know this whole uh, move Where is the work, stuff going on at work. We're moving all um, all of our websites, all of our code, everything we've got, we are transitioning it over to the Amazon web services. We're going from a physical location in downtown Orlando to virtual services and servers. Who knows where Amazon stuff is? But the transition has is like is a lot of work. Because stuff breaks and you gotta fix it and get set this is a lot of work. And so we brought in uh, some additional help for this move. And this guy actually lives out in Palm Coast and or Palm Bay, one of the palms anyhow. Uh, I'm chatting with him on instant messenger on yahoo instant messenger just kind of keep you know keeping track what's going on here what broke here this broke here let me help you fix this a you know basic techie conversation going back and forth and all of a sudden he types into the instant message cd dot dot and i'm looking at it going what and that's followed by a really quick mt so i write in 80 lock 
and he comes back with 80 Dwarf Rogue Crushridge. So it's like an automatic, he gave himself away with a mistel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't use mistel anywhere else. Not really. That's just pretty much a WoW type, yeah, or a gamer type thing. Yeah, It was kind of cool because then we actually kind of, we got to, you know, laugh and talk about WoW a little bit and whatnot. And I was like, yeah, I do a podcast. He was like, oh, sweet. I was like, yeah, I thought I'd throw anything about there. So there you go. That's it's kind of a cool. So there's your salutations. Yeah, salutations. To be Brunswick. Oh, Brunstan. <laughs> br- oh, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> be Brunswick. <laughs> it's not his name. You totally massacred it. So, yeah, that's that's going on. Now, check this out. I'm checking. It's a fat wallet update. Okay. A couple weeks ago, this is one of the other reasons we couldn't do the podcast. Because we typically record on Thursday nights, right? Right. Right. And one of my buddy's son was getting married. And so I was running the audio and visual booth for the wedding. Whoa. You got to, you know, you got to control the sound and the lights and the slideshows and all that kind of stuff. The wedding goes off and it, it happens, you know, they get married. Yay. And they're like dead broke. I mean, they ain't got, I mean, they get, I think they owed money when they got married. So um, normally there's a fee for my services or anybody's services in the booth for the weddings. And there's fees, a lot of other fees, whatever. So I'm like, dude, don't worry about it. Consider it my, my wedding gift to you. Don't. You know, we'll work it out, whatever. And so the other day he comes up to me and he goes, hey, man, do you have an iPod Touch? So I'm like, no. And he hands me his old iPod Touch. Just hands it to me. He goes, you do now, and walks away. Wow. And I'm like, jaw on the floor, because you don't hand somebody an iPod. I know. It's just not something you do. I know. And we'll see a little bit of the backstory. Before he got married, I offered to buy it from him because he just upgraded the new HTC droid that does everything in the world phone. So basically his phone replaced the iPod and his dad told him he might be willing to sell the iPod to get money for wedding, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so he, he gave it to me. And so, of course, I'm like, I have an iPod. And so after I get over the initial shock of somebody handing me an iPod, which doesn't happen every day, I'm like, I can install the remote auction house. Oh. Oh. And I can install the remote authenticator. Oh. Oh. So, I did that, you know, a couple of days ago, and it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And I'm going to talk about it in, in, in the uh, auction house tips coming up. But one of the things that I should point out is that you cannot have two authenticators. You can only have one authenticator per account. Hmm. So, like, I have a little key dongle one, and I had to disassociate that with my account prior to associating the, uh, the iPod app authenticator. But the cool part about the iPod app authenticator, as you saw the other day, is if you're using the remote armory, or the remote auction house, rather, it will say, hey, you know, we need to log in. And it asks you for your username and password. And it goes, you know what? We notice that you have the uh, authenticator installed here. So we're just going to, with your permission, grab and log you in with that, that information. So you don't have to type it in again. Doesn't that defeat the whole purpose of authenticator, though? Yeah, you know, I see that, and I'm, that comes up here. I was gonna say, don't, don't, don't let your iPhone, because I was like, that's why I was nervous about you the other night, because I'm like, hey, check it out, it's remote auction. Oh was, yeah, I make you nervous. I, you what, did. What did you think? Because you're like do? shiny buttons, click, 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 click. What did you think I, I was gonna do? Because what? I thought you were gonna sell something I didn't want you to sell. Like what? I don't know, because that's the thing in the remote auction house. You have access to everything, not everything, like your bank and everything that's on your character. Well, all I sold was some Pinot Noir. I know. 
You can have all that you want. I'm not touching that stuff anymore. We don't talk about that. I said that. But you could you could have accidentally sold my really cool fishing hat or something. But I didn't. But and you, I would, I would, shiny and buttons it's soul, and you. Soul bound. Soul bound items oh, you cannot sell. It doesn't okay. matter. That's true. But something. Yeah. But I could have messed up something. Fine. Yeah. I get your point. <laughs> Moving on. Shiny objects. Whatever. So... That's that's uh, that's what's going on there. He's I've, I've had a couple of transactions. We'll talk about that coming up. Hey, did you hear about Blizzard? No. Blizzard sued a private server company called Skate Gaming, which was like this person named Allison Reeves, uh, and won a judgment of eighty-eight million dollars. They're running a private WoW server. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, the problem was they were charging. Oh. That's what got them in the in the, basically the, the amount of trouble they got. And Blizzard came up and they said, all right, you have X amount of users and, you know, we estimate that would, you know, a certain amount. They used a little mathematical equation to came up to $88 million in that. Now, the deal is um, $85 million of it is for statutory damages. Uh, the Basically, the money from the user base that, that Blizzard estimates that this company made on their private server was $3 million. So they want... You know, that and $85 million in statutory damages, which is basically the copyright infringements and everything else. Now, the cool part about this whole story is Blizzard's attorney fees were like $63,000. And that's it. And that's chump change for a lawyer. That's chump change. That's someone almost doing it for free for Blizzard. You don't have $63,000 in attorney's fees when you're collecting eighty-five or $88 million. What would have been a... Couple mil, yeah, yeah, ten, twenty mil, easy. Now, truth be told, how much do you think Blizzard will see out of that? Maybe three million dollars, maybe, maybe a couple, maybe they'll be lucky, honestly, if they actually get their attorney's fees back. But we'll see, we'll see what's going to happen with that. So that's that's the Blizzard news. So I thought that was was very interesting. Now it's time for email questions. You too can have your email read and answered by the Hearthcast crew. By emailing your questions, comments, shout-outs, or greetings to contribute at hearthcast.com. So, Freckleways, we got a, a lot of stuff in email. Well, <laughs> but most of it was apparently spam. <laughs> so. All right, this is from SafetyNet over at the Blackwater Raiders. And he says, hello, Root and Freckleface. Uh, Breaker 19, this here's a rubber duck. You got a copy on me, Big Ben? Come on. Uh, yeah, 10 4, Big Ben, for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear to Flagtown. Come on. Yeah, that's a big 10 4 there, Big Ben. Yeah, we definitely got the front door, good buddy. Mercy sakes alive, looks like we've got us a convoy. And what does he have to say? Wow, okay. He says, I had just come from making delivery in Auburndale, Florida. I cannot believe the traffic on Interstate 4 going through Orlando. What's up with those people? I hate I-4. Yeah, it's a death trap. All right. He says, what's up with these people? Cutting me off, a tanker truck driver. Just That's why I played that song. That is why I played that. <laughs> just to make it to the exit for Disney World Universal Studios. And it's still the middle of summer. Haven't these people heard of the beaches? Ugh, well, these tourists are everywhere over the summer. It's the Brits. No offense to any of our British listeners, but when they come over, they they can't go to the beach because they fry. 
and so they're pale skin like me. Yeah, and so they have to like do all the theme park stuff, but then they forget, you know, you that find the theme parks. You, you do, you actually do, but they forget like, like where they're going on I four. You know, even though there's like tons of messages and you know, signs and stuff, they forget. They do. You know, I was actually supposed to go with my brother to Disney one of the days he was here. Yeah. But the heat wave, it was, I mean, you know, it was so unbearably Mm. swelteringly hot. I figured I would be good for about an hour. Yeah. And And then I'd just be done. And they ended up staying for 14 hours, so I was Uh, glad I didn't go. Wait till October. Anyhow. Anyways. So thankfully I don't get runs to that part of Florida, but the traffic is terrible. Yeah, it was. He says, anyway, I gave two toots while boogieing through Orlando, Boogie. one for Root and one the other for Freckleface. Okay, 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 I gave three toots on the horn, one for Root and two for Freckleface because she's a girl. What does oh. that mean? It means, it. you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about taking up Freckleface on the offer to stop by the studio, but didn't know where the studio is. The last time I went off a truck route when I was when I got lost in Ohio and wandered into a gated community. Don't ask me how I got there. I guess the wall didn't go all the way around. The local people thought I was a terrorist because I was driving a tanker that had combustible play cards on the side and made a ton of 911 calls. (laughs) Needless to say, I was surrounded by several local and county police all pointing guns at me. Wasn't funny at the time, but I can chuckle at the experience now. Yeah. But seriously, I have a question. Recently, the head of the dragon from the Blackwing Lair hung at the entrance to Stormwind on my server. Is this part of the lead to Cataclysm? I know Freckleface loves to follow lore, as do I. And the head of that dragon is the son of Deathwing, but it hung for one day. Do you guys have any info? Keep up the most excellent podcast. Alright, now safety net. I honestly didn't know the answer to this until looking it up. But apparently it is the head of Onyxia. Um, And... I'll just go ahead and read what WowWiki says about it, because do a little better job of it. Right. And it says, For a time, Onyxia masqueraded as one of the highest officials in Stormwind, preventing the people there from sending much-needed aid to the areas near the burning steps where her brother has great power and influence. Now, I don't know if you remember, if you were a low-level human or gnome or something, and you, you go to that Stormwind area, and there's Red Ridge, and there's Duskwood, and there's Westfall, and you go in this big loop of them all saying, go to Stormwind, ask for some help. And you always get told no. No, I, I hated Stormwind. I still hate Stormwind. I love Stormwind. I hate that place. All right, so, anyways, so that was all Anixia was doing, oh. whether or not you realized it. Her own lair lay in Dustwell Marsh on Kalimdor, and she considered it to be a safe haven were her true identity to be discovered in Stormwind. Oh... Ultimately, she was unmasked by Marshall Windsor with the help of Varian Wern, Brawl Bearmantle, Valyra Sanguinar, and Thargus Anvilmar. I only recognize Varian Wynn's name. Uh, but it says, taking Anduin Wern captive, she fled, and that's a little boy, the one that stayed ten forever. We did his coin in one of our fishing for wishes. I remember it well. Yes, you do. <laughs> She fled back to, to the safety of her lair with Varian and his entourage in pursuit. Varian, Brawl, Valera, Thargus, and Jane of Proudmoore descended into the depths of her lair to rescue Anduin and bring her to justice. I remember the Jaina person. Yeah, they gave her like a makeover for oh, yeah. one of the patches. Oh. She shows off her belly button now. Nice. Yeah. In the end, she was slain by Varian and her head taken back to Stormwind to be hung from the gates. So why was it only there for like a day? It's not. It's still there. Oh, it's still there? Oh. Yeah. 
So that's the answer to that. But if we're wrong, then you can, you know, correct us. And then there's another email in here from um, Arkeen Maggie. Magi. Maggie. Like Gift to the Magi. Oh, okay. Okay. But I thought I'll, it was Gift to the Magi. I'll go ahead and take this one again because... Yeah, it's like you had like a conversation with this guy. Well, I did because he wrote in when I knew we were on hiatus. He asked a question. I didn't want to leave him hanging. Right. Right. Because so, you're so nice like that. I am. Um, and remember about a few weeks back, we had this conversation about the scan button in an auction house. Yeah. Because we interpret the question to be, how do I actually scan, scan an auction right. house? Right. Hit and the so button we, and scan. Yeah, but it was like the play button and didn't say scan, so I thought that's what was confusing him, so we went over that. All right. Um, so what was it? Well, he wrote in and said, um, I have been doing the scan just about every day, and I've been using the data to buy things I need cheap. I did not really ask my question last time very well. How do I use Auctioneer to find the deals? Like items that are being sold under the vendor price, or items that I can bid on and resell to make some gold. Oh, so what are you saying? He wanted to look through the auction house, scan right. the auction house for, for good deals, not to right, scan not the auction just house. Scan it. Yeah. Um, so basically, we're back to him and said that what you want to do is hit the search tab. You can search for vendor, and it will pull up everything being listed below vendor price. And then you use the resale searcher to find things that are listed under their auction house value. For both of these, you got to pay attention to the parameters. You can limit what will show under your search based on how much profit or the maximum you want to pay. Now, for the resale da data, if you've only scanned a few times before, the data will more, li more likely to be inaccurate. But if you select the check scene count, it will keep it from listing something as having resale value that's only been posted a few times. Um, the, only, and the other thing to remember is to make sure that you do these searches immediately after a scan because that's how it pulls the data together. Otherwise, everything that's listed will be outdated. Plus, you're like competing against everybody else who's doing the same scans. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I noticed when we moved over to Whisperwind from... Gorgonash. Gorgonash, thank you. In Gorgonash, I made a lot of money for re on resale and the, the undervalued items and sell to vendor. I made a lot of gold off that. But come over to Whisperwind, and is most most of the time what I get is you know that auction has already expired or the, the auction has already been sold, whatever whatever message you get when you can't do it, because uh, everybody else is doing it, and everybody else is getting the free gold that way, and it's like wow, you got to be quick. You do. It's like rapid fire. All right, so he wrote back and he says he does not have a search tab. Oh. They did a little research and found out that it was removed at some point because it's not working that working right. And he found a form that said to use the classic suite version. Oh, that's probably what I'm using. Yeah, I think that's what we're using. It's got to be what and we're he using. says, thanks for all the help. I can't wait for the next podcast, Arcane Magi. Well, Arcane Magi, your wait is over. You know, we need to do some sort of ebook or some special episode to try to condense as much auction house tip as possible. Yeah. We just have to kind of the basics. make it faster than it took me to do the macro one. <laughs> It took a long time. But that's a good idea. I like that idea. Controversial. Thought provoking. Game changing insider information. Ah, who are we kidding? It's just the main content of the show. So I'm going to call you out a little bit. Okay. Go ahead. Um, Root one in this episode, because it was episode 42. Right. You said it had to be. The meaning of wow. Well, I said it had it to had be the be meaning be. of life. Yeah, but you said the meaning of, no, of wow. You, no, you You're said right. It I said it was the meaning, meaning of wow. wow because 
The Meaning of Life is 42. Yes, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. So, Which you didn't get that at first. Not well, because I couldn't remember what the meaning. Of, I <laughs> oh, okay. got to that point in the book. I was like, "This is." I think that was the point when I threw it down. You can Google it. You can you can Google either forty two or what's the meaning of life, and it'll tell you forty two. You know what? Most of the times when you say something you don't understand, it's just faster just to ask you. <laughs> this is because it could just been your insane, crazy talk. I mean, I never do that. Yeah. No. Uh, All right. So okay, you called me out. I want it to be the meaning of of wow. Right, but, and, and that's and that's what we're doing. We just sort of we kind of played around with it until we figured out like yeah, because I had a list like how wow was like life, and it just wasn't working. No, no. So then you saved the day because I had some other idea. What was my other idea? We're like, going to talk about why we picked our characters. Yeah, which we'll probably do at a later date, maybe next episode, maybe not. Yeah, the next, we'll do it I borrowed that idea from Warcast. Yeah. Because they were talking about where their characters kind of came from. And I was like, oh, that'd be great. Yeah, we could do we that. We have to do like the birth of Freckleface and the birth of Root. So then you came up with what WoW actually means to us on a personal level. Right. I mean, we've been playing, you know, for years. Yeah. Don't play any other MMORPGs, really. I don't play, yeah. Uh, have no intention of quitting in the future. Nope. or Nope. 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 So we want to talk a little bit about... Kind of significance of wild ass. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So we're having a zen moment in the podcast. We are. So a little background before I got started playing. I started playing at the end of 2006. Okay, almost four years ago. I had a little bit of experience of video games. I had played The Sims 2. Sims and The Sims 2. Right. So I understood the concept of just like, you know, being fully involved in a game. And I was a little bit familiar with the basics of an RPG. When my husband and I were engaged, we played through Baldur's Gate. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Oh, yeah. Good yeah, game. we played through that on the PlayStation 2. So I understood the concept of, um, you know, putting together character and the stats and everything. And I think I'd sat in on a couple of Dungeons & Dragons sessions. All right. So I was slightly interested in WoW. But he played it, and he was obsessed with it. Absolutely obsessed with it. In a bad way? In a bad way. Oh. I think I think so is a very bad way. Um, a couple of things that really bugged me about it was, for one thing, uh, now we know Sniper, he does all the voices, mm-hmm. and before he started dating his wife that he has now, you know, he's a single guy, and we hung out, the three of us. Lumia. Yeah. The three of us hung out a lot. We went to dinner, went to the movies, you know, three or four times a week. Got it. And almost every single time, my husband would make the conversation about Warcraft, which they both played. Oh. And since I really didn't have that much to contribute, or like really only vaguely understood what they talked about, they meant every single time, after about five minutes, I would just kind of be sitting there on my own. Oh. For a good 45 minutes to an hour while they just talked about WoW. Wow. And this is several times a week. God, yeah. Now I was wondering out. Now we were at home, he would play from the minute that he got in... Until he just crashed at bedtime, which was 2 or 3 in the morning. Wow. Didn't do anything else. He wasn't, like, contributing to the household? Didn't contribute at all to the household. Um, didn't spend time with me. When I came in the door, I was lucky if he grunted at me. <laughs> Sometimes he just didn't even notice. I'm in an instant. Yeah, he'd be in an instant or just, you know, no acknowledgement whatsoever. I'd come home from, you know, bad day at school or whatever. It's, it's at that time I was... Um, studying pretty hard, 
finishing up my degree. Right. Um, and when I, we would be at home, and I would think of something to say, and I would go, hey. And he would either just kind of blow me off, or he would sigh, because he'd have his headphones on and be on the vent, or he'd sigh and be like, hold on, guys. And then take off his headphones and look at me like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> and this was every single day. Every single evening. He's just glued to that computer. I mean, it it was really frustrating. I mean, I just, I felt, I felt neglected. I felt angry. You know, I would, you know, every once in a while, I'd just like, you know, throw a fit and just scream at him. Because wow. I could just not understand how someone could be that obsessed with the game and how it could be that intense that you cannot look up when I come home. You know, and it really caused a strain between us. I, a really I, bad strain. I, I can see that. I, I can, mean, it yeah. made me angry. Okay. It really did. Don't hold back. It's like free therapy. Go on, <laughs> I know. Girl. I'm just like just ripping into cannon face here, but um, it's But that's true. all in the past. Right. I mean, a lot, a lot of it is in the past. A um, lot of it. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so, at about Christmas time in 2006, um, we had already established this thing of Christmas presents have to be... WoW-related? No. Okay. <laughs> they have to be um, intangible or homemade. So, in that we don't buy each other stuff because it's stupid. It's shared money. We don't buy each other things. You make something or you do something for them. That's not the whole point. Okay. So, this one Christmas in 2006, I decided that my Christmas present to him would to be to play WoW. Okay, which we've done an episode about this. Yeah. Well, we, right, Last we talked year. about it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what it was, and that's when it changed. The whole world changed. It did change because I could at least understand, for one thing, why he was obsessed. Because you got obsessed. Right, not to the same degree, I don't think, because I still need breathers. I still do other stuff at home. I still cook and clean and, you know, get everything else done. But at the same time, I... I've been in instances or like, you know, right in the battleground, like, you know, I would probably snarl at somebody if they <laughs> <laughs> tried to talk to me. I mean, and even with that, we still have to set, you know, kind of boundaries and expectations as in like, you know, you know, tell me before you get involved. But basically me playing WoW changed something that used to be such a strain and such a clash to something that we know we have in common. Mm. And if I had not started play WoW, I mean, he, he does kind of jump around from game to game. Right. He's back playing WoW right now, he told me. Well, yeah, but he also plays ago. League of Legends. He bounces okay. around playing games, but he he will always come back to WoW. He always come back. Always. And if I had never started playing, I would have never have understood how he could be like that. And I think I would have just gotten angrier and angrier. And I don't, honestly, I don't know where we'd be right now. <laughs> You know, because that just would have been, you know, years of tension and years of... So what you're telling me here is that WoW saved your marriage. In a, you know, in a way, it did. And it's one of those things, like, if you can't beat it, join it. Well, here like you go. It, it's Rome. like I was no competition for this WoW game, so <laughs> might as well play it. That's right. Um, so that's, like, the first thing I think about when I think of what WoW means to me is that. The second thing is, is to me, it's it's an escape. It really is. And I started playing right after I finished school. But I had not gotten, like, a job yet. All right. And I hit a point in my life where everything kind of flipped on itself. And then up to that point, I had been a very serious, a very studious 
person. I had made A's and B's all through high school, all through college. I felt like I had done very well at it. And then once I got out of school, nothing was structured. You know, it was all on me, and I didn't know how to go out and do what I wanted to do. It just kind of hit me like a rock. Welcome to the real world, baby. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I guess everyone goes through this at some point, but it just I feel like it just hit me really hard. All right. And it was at that same point when my brother moved away for one of the first times. Um, this time it was for, it was to Korea. Okay. And it was the same deal, you know, being a foreign country. And the day that he left, I knew I was not going to see him for another year. Mm-hmm. And one of my earliest memories of playing WoW is going to the airport early in the morning, getting back home at 8 o'clock a.m., and playing from then until 10 at night. Wow. And I think that was my longest stretch, but it was just at the point where I just wanted to shut it down. Right. You know? And ever since then, you know, all the stress, anything work-related, I love to get on WoW and forget that. It's because you get to kill things. You see, it's that and partly because um, after a certain point in your life and you're not studying anymore, you're almost defined by what you do. You know, it's the first thing people ask you when they introduce yourselves and whatnot, and it defines you. And when you haven't figured it out yet, when you don't know what you're doing, you get tired of being that all the time. And it's just one of the things I've thought a lot about. You know, when I'm on this game, nobody asks me what I do for a living. Nobody cares. They just want your fish feast. They want my fish feast or they want to know my gear score. Right. Or your sparkly balls. My loon stones. Yeah, that's what I said. Sparkly balls. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, no, I mean, and and you've told me that when you're in a bad mood, you don't play well. And I'm just absolute opposite. Mm. When I'm in a bad mood, I just, it doesn't matter who I'm mad at or what I'm mad at. You know, everything just kind of melts away when I'm playing well. I'm focused on my character, what I'm doing. And I don't have to deal with anything else, you know, until I log off. And... You could really say it's been a bad thing, you know, because when I need to be doing something I don't want to do, that was my instinct for a while was to just turn right. around. But that's when you implemented the parental controls on yourself. I did. I did. And that helped a lot because it reminded me, it's like, hey, it's business hours on a Monday. You don't need to be playing WoW. You need to be, yeah. you know, business time. sitting on your resume, not that's business right. time. No. <laughs> sitting at the resume. But it, it, it's still like that for me today. I mean, I've gotten over a lot of things that I want to say, wow, helped me with at the beginning. But for me, it'll always be an escape. And that is the reason why I got so infuriated when I found out Blizzard wanted us to post by our real name in the forums. It wasn't that I'm so much worried about my identity or people knowing who I am. It's just, that's not what wow is. I'm freckle-faced in wow, and that's it. <laughs> And vanilla and, and vanilla and Janiqua and whoever, I pronounce it differently. Whoever, whoever want to be, that's who I am. Right, right. No, I got you. I get it. Now, I mean, the last thing is Warcraft has really helped me meet cool people and stay connected to people. People you think are cool, anyhow. That's right. All right. That's right. Like uh, guild masters like Chris. Yeah, there's people that I've never met in real life. Maybe met once. They still talk to. They met through WoW. There's people that. Right now, live in you know Texas, that I probably wouldn't talk to if it wasn't for Warcraft. Yep. But they're on, and I'm on, so we kill stuff together. You know, I've had people who actually have come to Orlando to you know, not to visit me, but they're here. They go, hey man, I'm in town, and I've gone over to meet them wherever they are. Yeah, that's cool. 
Oh, but also meaning root. All right. No, because, okay, like, if it was not for Warcraft, right. I wouldn't know who you were at all. I knew your name. Right. That was it. That's because I'm older. I'm an old guy. No, it's because <laughs> you're just not in my social circle. Because I'm older. It's the truth. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just the yeah. truth. For me, no, what, basically, you were not in our little social niche at church. Right. And you're absolutely right. And that's one of the things I want to talk about is how that kind of crossed that boundary. Right, because I saw on Facebook that yep. you liked Warcraft, and that's what started everything. I think it was one of my achievement posts or something. Like, I think I linked my character or something on there. I think it's just on your profile somewhere. Yeah, there's something on there. There's something. There's something on there. But also doing the podcast, I mean, I love everybody that's been writing in and people that have been twitarding us. Phoning in. We like phone calls. Phone calls and everything. I feel like I've met just a lot of, like, a circle of just really cool people. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's that. Yeah. So, Root? Yeah. What has WoW meant to you? It's just a game. (laughs) 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 All right. I'm I'm sitting here muttering curses in my breath. (laughs) 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 You sick, sick. (laughs) (laughs) But you're always a jokester. For me, I mean, I've, I've been playing games for long time i mean my, when i was in in um uh, i guess it was third grade my dad brought home our first computer it was a texas Instrument. was it as big as a room no 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 it was a desktop oh, okay. but well it's actually smaller It was about the size of a laptop actually it was a texas instruments 99 4a so that's you know it, you had to actually plug it into your tv Ooh. yeah it was like it had some gay head cartridges for games and stuff oh yeah and um, we used to play a game called Tunnels of Doom. Now, the thing about Tunnels of Doom, everything was loaded, like the games you loaded up, on a tape deck. So nice. you actually, Yeah, you actually plug a tape deck in, and that loads with a series of beeps. And I used to listen to them going, I can't figure this out. But it, it took like over an hour to load Tunnels of Doom. Really? Yes. You had to just like pop it in and then go off and get back to it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You pop it in, start loading it. And you go downstairs, you have dinner, and then you, now Tunnels of Doom was like a and d game. It was a multiple player, but it was like a, it's not even 3D. It's like, it's like the map is from above, but the players are like straight up, so it looks kind of, it's just weird. But, uh, you know, I play D&D and all that kind of stuff, but computer games have always been around me in my life. And I, I've told a lot of people, I don't know if you ever mentioned this on a podcast before, but me growing up, the computer and computer access was never taken away from me as a form of punishment. It wasn't like, you know, you got a bad grade or you broke the window or, you know, you blew up the garage or whatever. Um, you can't use the computer or, you know, you hacked into this guy. You can't use but None of that was ever done. Now, what my dad did do was tell me, you're in trouble. I need a program that does this. Go make it. And so that's what kind of got me into programming. But we're talking about games. Um, I used to be really big into first-person shooters, like when Quake and Duke Nukem and Doom and all those. But what I liked more was when I got into Tom Clancy's um, Rainbow Six, because what I liked about it is not only was it a first-person shooter, but stuff mattered. Because the other games, like, you die, you hit the button, and you respawn, and you're back to life. But with Rainbow Six, when you're doing you know combat with other people, when you die on your team, you know, your team's like like six guys or whatever, 
when you die, you got to wait for everybody else. You can't go like move around. You get, you get either get a black. It depends on the server setup. You either get a black screen and you got to wait, or you can kind of see what's going on from your dead body's point of view. So it would the case meaning that it mattered if you died. It wasn't like oh I hit the button I respawned over here I want to go get it. And it wasn't like that, which is like a quick thing. And when I was in, uh, working at a, a software company in Alabama, one of the guys there decided to get together a group for EverQuest. And I didn't have EverQuest, never heard of EverQuest. And so he decided first to try everybody out on, I think it was either Diablo 2 or 3 that we tried, which is an older one, I don't know, probably 2. And just to see if we could work together as a unit and get stuff done. And then we switched over to Ever. Now, the cool thing about that is I actually skipped lunches for a number of weeks to save up enough money to buy EverQuest. So that was the cool, you know, yeah. And that went really well, but then I moved back to Orlando. Moving back to Orlando, it wasn't the same because we used to get together at work and plan out our nights. And, like, if the boss was out of town, people actually brought their computers, the gaming rigs, into the office, and we used to kick the sales guys out, and we'd set up basically a LAN party in the sales room and play EverQuest all day. So, but once I left there, yeah, it kind of fell apart. And I still played a little bit. There was a guy when I worked for SeaWorld that we played with uh, EverQuest a little bit. It just it, it it lost its luster for me because it was that community that I liked. And a buddy of mine on IRC said, "Well, check it out, dude. If you liked EverQuest, you'll love WoW." And so I was like, "Well, let me check it out." Well, everything I've heard about EverQuest is that it's it's like a really hard and really dumb version of WoW. <laughs> it's got you might find some people who argue that it's got some things that were better. But a lot of things that, that WoW does a whole lot better. But there were some things. It just seems. It just sounds like it's a lot more user friendly. Yeah, but a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the grind is taken out, but it's been replaced by other grinds. But that's life. Um. So, you know, I was playing WoW, loving it, absolutely loving it, and you know, playing it completely wrong. But you know, we've told that story before. Just. Anyhow, <laughs> and then as you said, uh, I mean, actually, I talked to Sniper prior to the Facebook post. I had done, I had said something because I knew, you know, he is a, a programmer. And so I kind of, you know, nonchalantly asked him if he played World of Warcraft. And he's like, well, yeah, I've played. And I think this is at the time that he had stopped because his character got, got nuked or whatever. He got nerfed. Well, the expansion came out and he had had all this like tier two gear at level 60, which is a big deal. When expansion came out, it seemed to kind of... He was like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> the, because the vendor sells you better gear when the expansion yeah, and comes he, out. and he was one of those people that spent, you know, all day raiding, mm. you know, Molten Core. Right. And then, like that. So everybody else was like, well, I just bought this off the vendor for 10 gold. What? <laughs> so I, can, I can get that. Yeah. So, and then it was really weird because, you know, this is in a church setting. And he's like, yeah, what kind of character are you playing? I'm like, oh, well, uh, a warlock. Well, he goes, a warlock? I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, you like all the demons and stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is the end of this conversation. And this <laughs> it wasn't going well at all. <laughs> but for me, I know you said it's like an escape. And for me, it's more like a pause button as far as WoW goes. I don't really consider it an escape because, like, like you said, when I'm in a bad mood, I don't play WoW. When I'm in a bad mood, I want to be left alone. 
like completely alone. <laughs> like leave, like close the door. I may go take a nap, whatever. I just I don't want to be around anybody. So that's so WoW doesn't work. Any nothing works for me when I'm mad or in a bad mood. Right. So to me, it's more like a pause button because what I do at work, you know, fixing problems, fixing, you know, programming, figuring out solutions, other people's problems, whatever. Um, that tends to carry over because I'm a I'm, I'm a geek. Um, you know, so that tends to carry over to the house. You get home and, you know, the kids have done something to their computer. I got to go fix that. Or, you know, the wifey can't print. I got to fix that. Or my dad's calling up. I got to do remote. And so it's like, all right, that's carrying over. So in WoW, nobody is asking me to fix something. That's my big thing. So it's like my pause. I get on there. I'm like, I can do my thing. Just like you said, it's kind of the same reason. I get to do what I want to do. And... If I want to get on and, you know, run the daily fishing quest and find a severed arm and go give it to somebody. So they can sew it back on. So they can sew it back on so I can fall off again in two days. Then so be it. That's what I'm going to go do. You know, and if I want to log on and, and, and apparently spend seven hours in a drunken stupor on the game, so be it. <laughs> of course, you had, like, the best idea. I did? Yeah. What of a- the characters that we made. Oh. That was your idea. <laughs> well, what we did, we 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 created opposite characters. So I I'm starting to level a uh, a gnome rogue. Gnome rogue, thank you, gnome rogue. And you're leveling a gnome warlock. But they still look like our original characters. Yeah, I did that by coincidence. <laughs> so, and, and the names are like a yeah, you're like the gender swap of our names. Right. I'm Rutet. Yeah, and I'm something else. <laughs> Which seemed like a really good idea at the time, but now I'm, something. but now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Might have put in for name change. <laughs> we'll see if you get like a your name. I haven't name yet. <laughs> I to, that's gonna be like, um, okay, the Pinot Noir named my character. <laughs> I'd like to change the name. <laughs> can, can I get a little bit of help here? So, <clears throat> anyhow, <laughs> but. You know, I get on in WoW, and I get to kill things and have fun. And I find a lot of humor in WoW. WoW makes me laugh. Does it really? It it does. I do some of the dumbest things ever in WoW. You've been there. You've seen me. I, you know, when I thought when I thought that big giant guy in ICC was going to stop at the threshold, <laughs> and I'm like way out in front of the group, and he like comes to me, so I decide to cast and put my arms up and fuck <laughs> or. Uh, Cannon face yells and vent, you shall not pass. He didn't. I'm like, oh no. He does. Oh, or, or there was a day, I don't know what it was, and I'm, there's another gnome that was pretty much dressed just like me because that's what happens when you get to this level and you're trying to gear up. Everybody has the same gear as you. And so if you have another gnome that's like right next to you, you kind of look like that guy. Right. And I was watching him thinking it was me. <laughs> and I ran off the side of a ledge. <laughs> I'm like, what's going Oh, wrong guy. So I find humor in that. That's funny to me. Yeah. And then, you know, Trey Chat in and of itself, as stupid as it can be, sometimes it's pretty funny. Sometimes it is. You know, Chuck Norris jokes make me laugh. So, but, you know, like I said, to me, I like WoW because it provides me with a pause button, provides me with some humor. I tried to get my son involved. He wasn't, it, it just didn't work. He wasn't there. He tried it and it just wasn't his thing. He didn't like the it actually gave pressure to him, and he didn't like the pressure. Isn't it? Yeah. So that's why I liked leveling up a rogue because it did relieve a lot of that. Because 
a lot of quests that you normally have to fight your way through. Right. And just stop all the way up and do it. <laughs> sneak yeah. all the way. So, but, like, I mean, lately when I was trying to gear up and trying to get my gear score going, and I was really at it a couple months ago, and I'm like, every, you know, oh, I'm playing well. You know, even my kids were teasing me. Because cause my wife would come in and she would ask me, I bet I'm in an instance. And my kids start going, he's in an instance. You know? <laughs> and so everywhere I go, my wife would go, are you in an instance? No, I'm not. What's up? You know? <laughs> so, you know, I can, I can see where, where, where Cannon Face was because I was, you know, really into it. I was doing my GDKPs and, um, you know, just trying to gear up and really get in, involved in it. And, you know, we joke about the, the, the lost seven hours, but, you know, that's, that's something I like is, is I used to joke with, with, with my wife, hey, at least I'm home. You True. Know, I'm not out getting in trouble or blowing stuff up. You know, I'm I'm home. So if there is an emergency, you know, and I've walked away from, from you know, middle of something because something else has popped up. You know, I've been like, ah, IRL takes over. You know, for me, life is more important than WoW. And if something, you know, if there's, you know, a fire or... <laughs> You know, whatever. If it's more important, then, then yeah, I definitely walk away from it. Um, another reason that I really like WoW, one of the things that means a lot to me, obviously, is the auction house. I like kind of figuring things out. That comes from my programming background. And so when you can look at something and systematically figure it out, and I know WoW is just a big number crunching thing. You know, how many hit points versus how much damage and everything else. But when you can look at the auction house in and of itself, it's a very logical system. Now, unfortunately, it's full of illogical people, but in and of itself, the, the the auction house is a very logical system. So you can go in and go, look, this sells for this, I buy it for this, I can make this much gold, I can make a profit, you know, or whatever. It's just very logical, and I like logical things. So that's a different in and of itself game for me, which is why the remote auction house works so well for me. Because it's not, I mean, I've spent hours in the auction house before, in the game. Like, oh, I'm over here doing my thing. And people are like, hey, you want to go on a quest? You want to go do this? You want to help me? No. Nope. I'm in the auction house. Hey, we're getting together a group. We're going to go to ICC. Oh, cool. I'm at the auction house. And that's what I like about it. It's almost like there's several different games inside. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, it's, it's what you make it. Yeah, but I mean, like, questing, that's its own type of game. And yeah. Rating. Rating or PvP. PvP. I mean, that's a grinding. whole... Of, yeah, if you never PvP, like, you're missing out on, like, a big part of WoW. The lore. The lore. Everything. Yeah, and then that's one of the beauties of WoW. You know that you can. Beauties. Yeah, you do what you want to do with it. So for each person, I mean, I I imagine that everybody's going to say it's an escape, it's a pause button for them, it's a stress release for them, you know, because they go kill things and not go to jail or whatever. But you know, it is whatever you make it. I mean, if you want to get on there and be a a, a uh, raid leader like you did the one time. I mean, that's a lot of responsibility and a lot of time and effort putting into something. If you want to be a guild leader, there's countless hours you have to, you know, for, to have a successful guild. There's countless hours in that involved. So it's just, it's whatever you want to put into it, it'll give back some kind of portion, I guess. Yeah. So I know mine's not as deep and therapeutic <laughs> as yours. Well, maybe it just means a little bit more to me. Well, I don't, I don't know. So for us, it's meant a whole lot just together as far as the Root and Freckleface podcast, you know, Hearthcast goes. So that's a pretty cool thing. So that's what uh, WoW means to us. So if you guys want to, 
you know, send in an email or a phone call let us, letting us know what wow means to you guys, that'd be kind of cool. Feature that in the next show. Definitely. And then send an email to contribute at hearthcast.com or you can always call the Hearthcast hotline at uh, 321 558 7637. Each week, HearthCast gives its listeners tips to help them buy, sell, trade, or otherwise make money on the in-game and remote auction house in World of Warcraft. All brought to you for free by your gnomish hosts, Root and Freckleface. So, you know I got the iPod. Your iPod Touch. My iPod Touch. And I've had it, I guess I've had the remote auction house on now for three days. And I gotta tell you, I am getting more and more hooked on the remote auction house on on the iPod than, than I thought I would be. Uh-oh. Um, now, I, I can do this. I can tell you this. I'm, we'll give out some some two tips here that many people don't know. One, they probably know. One, I know they don't because I saw it on the forums, and I'm like, oh, I can fix that problem because I'm a fixer. That is, people thought that if you had a bank alt, like a level, like someone who wasn't in the armory, was like, what, level 10 and below? Or under 10, whatever under it is. Under 10. They thought, well, we can't, you can't see them on the, on the, uh, on the, on the armory. Thank you. On the armory app, they couldn't see them. So a lot of people were thinking, well, they're low-level bank alts they can't use. So they're only thinking, well, other people, well, let's go level up to ten. It'll take you an hour. Just go do that. Well, you know, even though we're, we've quote unquote concluded the experiment with with Fat Wallet, I still have reservations about leveling it. I still want to keep him at a level one who's never been in combat because there's something cool about saying that. I mean, he's running around in in a red suit with a 17-pound catfish in his hand, that's him, you know? <laughs> right. So I'm like, oh, man, what do you mean you can't? So I'm looking at, 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 at the the mobile mobile armory app, and I go into my settings, and it's, it's like, oh, look, I can see him there. He's in my settings as my available characters, but if I click on him, he says he can't find the character because he's not. And then I he, it would go back to root as my as my default character. So I'm like, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. And so I'm looking around a little more, and I found out that you can actually set any character you want as your default character. Now when he's my default character, when it, when the when the application first launches, it doesn't throw you into the stats page. It throws you into a little armory page and little buttons you can click on. Now when your level 10 or below or under 10 character is your primary character, since it hasn't bothered to look it up for the stats yet, it doesn't care. So you don't get the error. And you can go right into your auction house with your level 10 or below character. So a lot of people don't know how to do that. So just go into settings and say, I want this guy to be my default uh, mobile WoW armory thing character. So that's tip number one that people don't know about. Tip number two we've already kind of discussed. And that is the, the fact that it, if you have the mobile authenticator installed on your uh, iPod or iPhone or whatever as well, then the mobile armory can make use of the authenticator and actually authenticate you. It'll still ask for your password, but, and as I found out since you know my password, <laughs> you just logged on and sold my wine. So <laughs> I had to take it away from you. <laughs> He's right. He's like, no more. <laughs> That's it. So this, you know, thus far, the experience has been really good. I haven't had a lot of time until up until recently when things are starting to get back to a normal level of crazy in my life. 
um, that I've had time now to, you know, get in and look at the mobile uh, armory. When I'm riding, not driving, riding, I do not advocate texting or doing anything else while you drive, even though sometimes I do it. I don't advocate it. But if I'm riding, then I will actually get on the mobile armory. Um, this iPod doesn't have a 3G connection in it, but I have a little thing called an overdrive, which is a little portable hotspot. And so that goes with me wherever I go. Save internet connection in your butt. That's what I told you the other night. <laughs> that was funny. Now, what I'm finding out, even though I do like, I love the portability of, of the mobile armory. I love it on the iPod. The colors are awesome. The graphics are awesome. But it might just be me. I might be getting old. But sometimes the text is a little small and the buttons don't respond as well as I'd like them to. But other than that, I really like it. I recommend it if you've got you know access to an iPod, iPhone, iPad, whatever, um, or just in general access to the remote auction house. And you like doing the auction house stuff as much as I do. Three bucks a month, you can't beat it. So that's a that's my tip of the week for uh, for the auction house. And now we have a very um, cool segment coming up that we haven't done in a while, and that's our uh, our cast on cast. Hearthcast is an active player, player. in the World of Warcraft podcast community. We secretly recorded their extra cast affairs with others and bring you the highlights. We didn't really record anything, but you know Rarcast. Oh yeah, Rarcast. Rarcast with with Stomp and, and Half and Ozzy and all you know all their contributing writers and the one UK guy at the end who I can't understand. Anyhow, Rarcast is trying to go to BlizzCon. BlizzCon is coming up. You know that's like. Like fifty come some odd days away. It's not is too it? far. I have no idea what it is. Yeah, I saw something on their site that said like fifty one or fifty two days away. So it's you know, it's coming up, a couple months away. And they're going with a crew of ten people there. So it's not just like a couple of them. They're going with a crew of ten of their writers and editors and contributors from Rarcast that make Rarcast what it is and how cool a show it is and how cool a site it is. They're taking their whole crew. And they're going to be doing uh, remote broadcasts from over there. They're going to be writing, and they're going to be basically covering BlizzCon uh, from their unique standpoint. But they got to get help to get there. So they're accepting donations. Now, what they've done, they've set up an Indiegogo fundraising page. It's really simple to use. It accepts PayPal, which means it accepts any kind of credit card. Now, they used to have this thing called Chip In that they were doing for co uh, contributions to help them get to BlizzCon. What they're doing, they're crediting everybody that's already chipped in through chip in. They're still getting them the same kind of credits, and they're, so they're not going to be, not going to lose out. If you already contributed through chip in to get them to to BlizzCon, they're not you're not going to lose out. Now, Freckleface, we're not going to BlizzCon. You and I, we're not. No, I'm sad. Well, I'm sorry. Mm. Maybe in a couple of years when BlizzCon rolls around again, we might. But this one, we ain't going. We ain't going. Oh. So, since we can't go. I figure the next best thing is to help Rarcast go. Think so? I know so. So I went over there today, and I threw some money their way. And it was super simple. You go to their website, Rarcast.com. They got the, on the left-hand side, there's a little thing that says, help us, you know, we're going to BlizzCon, help us out. Here's a little Indiegogo page. I clicked on that. It says, what do you want to do? I said, I want to contribute. I want to give them money. And then it took you through the little PayPal thing, and you're done. And now, the cool thing about it is, they give you some perks. 
And the cooler thing about it is they call them VIP perks. They're better than just perks. VIP perks. I'm a VIP. So are you, because we both contributed. So. Now, if you want to contribute 10 bucks or more, you get a holla, which is where you'll get a shout-out on a current episode of RARCAST that's leading up to BlizzCon. You give uh, 50 bucks or more, you get a holla back, which means you get the shout-out plus an exclusive limited-edition RARCON BlizzCon t-shirt. And they got about 50 of those total. They only had a limited amount of t-shirts. These are limited t-shirts. So if you don't get in on this for 50 bucks, you're going to lose out on a cool t-shirt. 100 bucks, that's the champion level. You get a 30-second custom-made audio or video commercial that's going to air in four upcoming episodes of Archives. And Stop Belina said she would do that exclusively. So 100 bucks gets you 30 seconds of airtime with Stomp. That's cheap. And someone's already cleaned one of those. They have nine spots left. Now, if you want to be, like, really cool and you want to drop, you know, 500 Benjamins their way, then you become the on-air champ. Not just a champion. You're an on-air champ. You get everything else. You get the 30-second commercial. You get the T-shirt. You get the shout-outs. You get all that other stuff. Plus, you get to a uh, spot as a featured guest on an episode of RARCAST leading up to BlizzCon. So not only do you get a commercial, not only do you get a t-shirt, not only do they give you a holla, but you actually get to be on the show. And that's pretty cool because that means that, you know, someone's going to insult you, uh, Stomp will snort at you, somebody else will correct you, and all around you'll have an awesome hot dog diggity time on Rarcast. Well, if I had $500 laying around, that's where I'd send it. I would. Now, I'm hoping to have a little more funding coming up here pretty soon. I can throw their way. I've already thrown them some. No big deal. They know they got it. We'll get a little shout out. But it's a good thing because, number one, it's our community as a podcast community. The people that love our show obviously should be listening. If you're not listening to Rarcast, you should because uh, if you like our show, you're going to love theirs. And this is a chance for us who cannot go to BlizzCon to be represented at BlizzCon. Because they're going to go, they're going to report, they're going to come back, and they're going to tell it to us like we like it. Like we understand it. You're not going to get someone who's going to come in and tell you all the nitty-gritty stats and the percentages that's been increased and this, that, and the other, and the haste, and the blah, blah, blah. You guys want to go, oh, man, it's so cool. They got cool colors. They got whatever. They're going to give it to you on the, the way the average World of Warcraft player enjoys the game. You know, they're not going to come out. I'm sure they're going to have some hardcore stats for their hardcore fans, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you tell me some hardcore stats, and I go, oh, cool. And that's about it. You know, did it make a cool picture? Did it make a cool noise? You know, did something fly up? You know, <laughs> did something, you know, barf a neon green because you drank too much? That was in the game, not in real life. Um, so that, um, you know, it's our chance as a rest, rest of the community to get to be represented at BlizzCon. That's how I look at it. That's why I can, that's why, well, we as a show contributed uh, to their funds to go to BlizzCon. So I encourage everybody else to go over to RARCAST, click on their Indiegogo thing, throw some money their way. You can contribute what you want. You want to contribute a buck? You know, skip, skip a lunch, you know, skip a soda or whatever. You drink a water anyhow. Also, 
Episode 84, Rarcast. Ozzy said he owed me an apology about a stance he had on Blizzard dumbing down the game. Now, Ozzy, man, there's no, there's no apology needed because I'm used to being right all the time. It's a burden I live with, but somehow... Oh, please. Okay, you're right. Actually, I don't even remember what we talked about, to be honest. But I remember we talked about dumbing down the game a lot. And I think he might have had a standpoint of, no, they're not, but yeah, they are. <laughs> so. But anyhow, yeah, in, in all honesty, you know, by the way, you know Ozzy has an English degree as well? Does he? He does. That's awesome. You do too. I do too. There you go. That's an, another commonality. Is that one word or two? Commonality between our podcast. English degrees. Yep. Check it. Check. Bow chicka wow wow. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, all serious, you know, there's no apology needed. And we love you guys over there at RARCAST. We encourage our listeners to also pick up their podcast as well. And, of course, throw some money the way to help them go represent us at BlizzCon. And now it's time for Adopt a Pet. Direct from our pet master to you, Freckleface shares the secret joys of in-game pet ownership. Freckleface. Yes. You got a pet this week. Why, well, did, it was why did I get a pet? Was it last week? I think it was last week when you got it. Yeah, it was a week ago. Yeah. Well, that's because this past Monday mm-hmm. was your birthday. It was my birthday. I feel and, old now. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> you don't want to go. How many years do you have to retirement? Apparently, I have fourteen now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've got one left. <laughs> then I got to retire. So, it was your birthday. It was a birthday. I had a fantastic birthday. You had a, like I a really birthday did. week almost, didn't I you? I did. We did our family thing Wednesday night. Right. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And Cheesecake Factory. Uh, or no, did I, was I make at that home. up? Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyhow. So anyhow. You had a birthday. birthday. I had a birthday. Um, Did you get a cake? I had two cakes. Whoa. I know. No, wait a minute. Was it chocolate? Because if it's not chocolate, it's not a cake. They're both chocolate. Okay. Because that's really the only kind of chip. The first one I picked up from Publix. Nice. had roses on it. Nice. That's like a grocery store uh, for us over here. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, Anyways, so I had that. And then the night of my birthday went out with my friends to Hooligans. Hooligans. Yes, I have. Expensive, but nice. It's actually not that expensive more. They have these small plates. I, got I a, remember hearing about that. I got a four-ounce filet mignon. For $14. For $10. I was close. Well, yeah, but it's... Um, went to Hooligans, and Lumi actually baked me a cake. Ooh. And brought it in. Ooh. And it was delicious. Like, apparently she was having issue with the frosting, like, not being solid enough. Okay. But what ended up happening is that it was, like, a consistency of fudge. Ooh. Which is my favorite thing. Ever. Ever. Yes. Yeah, so she gave me this fudgy cake. Fudgy cake. And then she she really spoiled me for my birthday. But I think all this you wanted me to talk about my little pet yeah, so that she got me for I got birthday. you a pet for your birthday. <laughs> and we 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 were we were we were chatting on, on IM because I'm at work and you're interrupting me. And I'm like Oh yeah. Oh okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought well, I just I thought you wouldn't hear that. <laughs> I hear everything. <laughs> so so we're chatting and I'm like I was like, Hey, you know, I wanna get and I knew I was gonna get you a pet for your birthday. So I'm like, which one didn't you have? And you told me the wrong one. I'm like, no, I got you that one already. Because it was like the panda and... Little KT. Little KT. And the other one is... Little XT. Yeah, so you had the candy. Easy confusion. But we got it straight. And I got you... Little XT. Little XT. Mm-hmm. So tell us about 
And it is it's you know, no big secret, it's like what, ten bucks. Right. So surprise I spent ten dollars for your birthday. So I got you this pet. Go you take it from there. Alright, well it's based off a boss in Old War, which I fought now. Ooh. And it's like this uh the boss is this gigantic kind of like robot. Robot. But with the voice of a child. Oh, huh. And it's cute Weird. because when you when you attack him, he's like, Yay, more toys. And he thinks he's playing because when somebody dies, he's like, oh, I guess it doesn't bend that way. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I fought him. Yeah. Yeah. In Old War? Yeah. So the pet is a miniature version of him. Okay. I didn't know that. Um, when he first came out, he was programmed so that his sound effect would override all the other sound effects in the game. Oh. Which they quickly nerfed. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Because <laughs> it was loud. <laughs> um, but he's really funny. You get him... Apparently he's made by, what's the guy's name in Dollarine, the toy maker? Yes. Japito. Yeah, kind of like Geppetto, yeah. Yeah, it's like a spinoff of Geppetto. Geppetto sells many of the toys, like the toy train set. Right. And the race cars, and there's a pet called the robot pet or whatever. So Little XT will basically destroy any of these pets that are put out, or in your toys. Oh, see, I thought he attacked any pet. Not any of them. So just the novelty pets? Just the ones that are made from that toy maker. Got it. Right. Okay. Now, they they had the toy train set out for a while, and then people got really annoyed at that. Right, because so it... They made, then they made the wrecker so that you could spend 300 gold, spend the same amount of gold to be able to wreck it when somebody else puts it out. Huh. But little XT will do the same thing. When, if you see the train set, he'll go to be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <And it'll, laughs> Those little tantrums. Huh? disappears. <laughs> And then he said, he's like, oh, I guess it doesn't bend that way. <laughs> <laughs> now, does he destroy the wrecker, too? Oh, I don't know. I have to try that. What else? Is it? Like, have you seen him destroy anything else? Yeah, he destroys the race cars that you can buy. Right. Would well, you chase him down? He d- well, they're in, like, the little area, and he, d- yeah, oh, he goes okay. up to him and, like, no, does no, the no, same no, thing. No, 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 no. Now, let me ask you this. Now, when, because from what I see, you know, I go into uh, battle.net, and I go through my account, and I go through the, the Blizzard shop, and I purchase uh, the item. And then it says, what do you want to do with it? I want to send it as a gift. Mm-hmm. And I, all I do is put in your email address, and that's it. So, mm-hmm. you know, kind of give them, it's not like I did a lot of work. I'm trying to give myself away there. It was a whole lot of effort. I even had to ask you what your email address was. What do you see on your end? Um, I get an email that says, um, root, well, not root, but says your first name, has sent you an in-game item. And you open the email, and it has this big, long code and a link. And you go to the link, and you basically log into your battle.net account. And there's a section for item code redemption, and you put in this big, long code. And it basically gets sent to all your characters, and whenever you make a new character, it gets sent to that automatically, too. So it's just waiting on you at, in the mailbox or in your items? Yeah, in the mailbox. So you got, yeah. you got mail. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So yeah, I didn't know if you had to go to, like, because I know there's some people... Like, if you get special things from loot cards and stuff, you have to go to a particular person to redeem it. Right. Loot cards, for the most part, uh, are specific for a character. You have to decide who you want that to be sent to. The stuff in the in-game store is unique in that it can it can go to all your characters. You know, cool. and once you've redeemed it, it's yours forever. Right. on all Because you know? it binds to your account, which means right. not just the server you're on, but all your tunes. Right. And, like, for example, I was playing it a horde hunter and I got these pet biscuits. I don't know if you got it from the wild card and gave it to me or if I got this from somewhere else. I possibly. I think yeah. I might have given you yeah. Yeah, but it's basically they made your 
uh, non-combat pet larger. By the way, if anybody wants any of the wild trading cards from like a year ago, I guess, or less, six months ago, whenever, just send us an email and include your address and I'll mail them to you. First come, you can have them just all. Just done with that. Well, yeah, well, I gave a bunch of them to Cannon Face. True. And then I found a whole bunch more and Cannon oh. Face like, no, no, no. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, Snipe, no, no. And so if anybody wants them, I mean, they're, they're valuable to somebody. I wanted them for the loot cards. But they're valuable to somebody. So if you want them, contribute to hearthcast.com. First come, first serve. I'll give you whatever I have left. I think it's a whole ten of them. So my point is, oh, I'm I sorry. got Go these ahead. 50 biscuits from my, uh, my orc hunter, which is on a different server, which I don't play anymore. Oh. So those items are kind of stuck on that character. Oh, yeah, and that would stink. Yeah. I see what you're saying. As opposed to being bound to your account. So it's a good pet? No, it's a very good pet. XT? TX? XT. X, little XT. Little XT. So there you go. It's right next to little KT and my little uh, box. <laughs> getting confused. Little KT is the Chinese, the panda bear? No, little KT is K- Kelpazad. Kelpazad. Oh, yeah, panda the little floating thing. Panda bear is just thing. called Pandaren Monk. Oh. Yeah. He does karate and stuff. Kung fu. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He's cute. You can do all the emotes too, and they'll do it back. Oh, do they? Uh, what yeah. kind of, like what? Like if you bow at him, he'll bow back. Oh, if you sweet. do slash drink, he'll sit down and he'll drink. No way, have a little yeah. tea with you. Yeah, oh, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Check that. That's cool. I want to get me one, but I don't know anybody who would buy stuff like that for me. Nope. So, you know, I don't know about does it for this episode of HearthGast. We're glad to be back. Uh, we thank you so much for hanging in there and listening to the show. Don't forget to check out the website at www.hearthcast.com and participate in our show by calling the HearthCast hotline. At 407, I'm sorry, you're going to call the HearthCast hotline at 321-558-7637. Or you can always email us at contribute at hearthcast.com, or you can use our website submission form. Again, we'd like to thank our sponsors, swagdog.com. It's got really cool shirts and stuff and hats and stuff you can get for WoW. Tavern Craft, you can get some really cool steins. Beats 365, check them out by following a link over in hearthcast.com. You get some really cool podcast royalty-free music like the stuff we listen to here. And if you like what you heard, spread the word. Tell your friends and your guildmates. And if you link to us from your blog, we will give you a link back. So until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for HearthCast.com. I'll break your one nine. This here's a rubber duck. You got a copy on me, Big Ben? Come on. Oh, uh, yeah, 10 4, Big Ben, for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear to Flagtown. Come on. Yeah, that's a big 10 four there, big Ben. Yeah, we definitely got the front door, good buddy. First they sinks alive, looks like we've got us a convoy. It was a dark of the moon on the 6th of June in a Kenworth pulling logs. Cab over Pete with a reefer on and a Jimmy hauling hogs. We is heading for Bear on I-10, about a mile out of Shaky Town. I says, Pig Pen, this here's a rubber duck, and I'm about to put the hammer down. Them hogs. Uh, ten four, about five miles or so. Ten, Roger. Them hogs is getting intense up here. 
By the time we got into Tulsa town, we had 85 trucks in all. But there's a roadblock up on the cloverleaf, and them bears is wall to wall. Yeah, them smokies as thick as bugs on a bumper. They even had a bear in the air. I says, calling all trucks, says, here's the duck. We about to go a-hunting the bear. Interstate 44 like a rocket sled on rails. We tore up all of our swindle sheets and left them setting on the scales. By the time we hit that shy town, them bears was getting smart. They'd brought up some reinforcements from the Illinois National Guard. There's armored cars, tanks, jeeps, and rigs of every size. Yeah, them chicken coops was full of bears and choppers filled the skies. Well, we shot the line, we went for broke with a thousand screaming trucks and eleven long-haired friends of Jesus in a chartreuse microbus. Hey, rubber duck just sodbuster, come on there, you have ten four sodbuster. Listen, you want to put that microbus in behind that suicide jockey? Yeah, he's hauling dynamite and he needs all the help he can get. Well, we laid a strip for the Jersey Shore and prepared to cross the line. I could see the bridge was lined with bears, but it didn't have a doggone dime. I says, Pigpen, this here's a rubber duck. We just ain't going to pay no toll. So we crashed the gate doing 98. I says, let them truckers roll 10-4. Good buddy, we're going to back on out here, so keep the bumps off your glass and the bears off your...